Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. One thirty-five in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you and for Bob Stoffer this week. Bob vacationing, and I believe he's vacationing next week as well. So I think the 27th, Bob will be returning to the big chair. For now, I am guiding you through Oilers Now. And if Bob were here on Oilers Now, he would tell you that the Stoffer recommendation over at Royal Pizza is the Meat Lovers. I would say the Ulrich recommendation is the ham and pineapple, royal pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. All right, you can text us 630-630, call us 780-496-0063. We are going interactive this segment, and uh, we had a chance briefly yesterday to open the phone lines and the text lines on Andre Sekera, but now we have some more time. So now is your time to jump in. I'll ask you this. How big of an impact is the Sekera loss? to the Oilers, and what would you do if you were Peter Shirelli right now in terms of trying to acquire a defenseman or maybe signing a defenseman to a PTO or a contract? So that's where we're at. You can text us or call us. Julie, hard to disagree with anything that Spec says. My favorite segment of the week. Julie, with some love for Mark there. Roland says, though a healthy Sekera and a decent D-man addition, the Oilers will have to lean on Bouchard and our Bear way more than they should. It will either give them the chance to grow and succeed early or set them back. The Oilers notoriously rush young defensemen other than Clathbaum. Speaking of him, his health is also a question mark. Big question marks from Roland. You know what? I agree with you, Roland, and that's why I was saying earlier that this Sekiro loss is a big loss. There's no way around it. And now you basically need everything to go right. Right now the Oilers' top four is Larson and Clefbaum uh, and Nurse and Benny. You look at Tampa Bay, the Lightning over there in Tampa, they had Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough on their roster, and they still couldn't win the Stanley Cup with a ridiculous forward group, a goalie that was nominated for the Vesna. So to me, the D right now isn't good enough. I'm not saying it's going to ruin the Oilers' season because I do think there are ways around it if things go right. But right now, you look at that top four, 
And to me, there are question marks without a doubt. So that's where I'm at. Now, there is still time in the season to improve the D, and there is still time for players to show that they can fill those spots. But to me, I would look at bringing someone in right now, at least on a PTO, so at the very least you can maybe send Bear back to the minors. Because the third pair right now would be Russell. And then after that, I don't know who else will be with him. So one of those guys needs to step up and grab that spot too. But at the very least, I think if you can sign someone like a Davidson who can maybe play on your third pairing or be your seventh or eighth option, it would at least push a few guys down the depth chart because Sekera was doing that because he was likely playing in a top four position. Perhaps with Benning or he's on the third line, but he plays more minutes than maybe some of the guys on your uh, second pairing. So it is a big loss, without a doubt. You can text us 630-630. JJ says, have to think Pete makes a move. Can't make the same mistakes as last season. His job is uh, on the line. Yeah, right now, I I do think Peter Shirley is considering all his options. There's no doubt about that. Um... I don't, but he. It's all you also sort of feel for Shrelly at this point because there is no real, real big guys out there you can go and acquire to replace a Sekra. It's lesser guys, and unfortunately now the Oilers are in this situation. So I don't know what Shrelly's going to do. Texter says should have been uh, fighting for Hannafin. Well, yeah, I'm sure the Oilers would have loved to have. Uh, got their hands on Hannafin, but look who Calgary traded to get him, Dougie Hamilton. The Oilers didn't really have a Dougie Hamilton they could have traded, unless you were thinking of moving Clefbaugh. You can text us 630-630. Tim from Edmonton says, it's funny how we as fans are always trying to decide who is going to play with who. At the end of the day, it's the player's decision especially if you are Connor McDavid. The guys who play with Connor McDavid will be the players Connor feels he has the best chemistry with. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure McDavid has some input onto who he's playing with. I don't know if he is a guy that goes to the coach and says, I need to play with this player, else, you know what, I'm going to be mad or angry or something like that. I just don't see Connor McDavid being that uh, type of uh, captain. But... I'm sure McClellan will say, hey, Connor, who do you feel comfortable playing with to start the season? And he'll likely say, well, you know, Nuge and Ratty, we were good together at the end of last year. And he always feels good with uh, Drysdale at any time as well. But I don't know if McDavid's demanding who his line mates will be. So, But if I'm, if I'm the coaching staff, I am listening to McDavid for sure asking what he thinks. You can text us 630-630, make the move on Colton Prakel from St. Louis. Yeah, easier said than done. I mean, yeah, I'm sure the others would love to get Colton Pareko. I don't see it happening, though. Injuries are not Peter Shrelly's fault. Yeah, that's fair. 
And I was saying I sort of feel for Shirelli in this instance because they were sort of banking on or hoping that uh, Secker could get back to the player he was in 16-17, and everyone would be doing that. If I was a GM, I'd be saying the same thing because we saw how good Sakura was. And you're saying if he can play like that, then okay. We're a lot better as a team because of that. So now all of a sudden he gets injured and you're like, oh boy. So now the question is, does he go and make a big move? Or can he make a big move? Or does he say, we'll wait until we uh, get into the season to see where we're at with some of our options? which is risky as well because last year they sort of did the same thing and they were saying, okay, once uh, we get Sakura back, we'll be okay. Of course, he came back and he can never really regain his form. So I don't know what Charlie's thinking right now. I think Gravel will be okay for a number six. You know what? I, I'll i be honest, when I watch the LA Kings play, I'm, I'm not really scouting Kevin Gravel. So I don't know how good he's going to be. <laughs> But he seems serviceable if he can play on the Kings blue line. With guys like Doughty on there, Martinez, Muzzin. They have a pretty good D. Phaneuf, of course, was there as well, and Gravel was getting into games. So, yeah, I think he can be a serviceable guy. But he's, you know, he's not going to uh, fill the void that uh, Sekera, of course, would uh, fill if he was in the lineup. You can text us 630-630. Sheldon in Salmon Arm, what about Sekera and Bear to Ottawa for Bobby Ryan and $1.5 million salary retained? No way I would do that, man. You can't touch that Bobby Ryan contract. He is making $7.2 million for the next four years and one point five salary relief, so you get it down to about what Sekera is making. Sekera has three years left. And you're giving up Bear? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm not even sure where Bobby Ryan's at as a player right now. I know he had a good year with uh, the Sens when they went uh, on their cup run, but he's making way too much. I mean, Ottawa would love to get away from that contract right now. They're trying to include it with Carlson. Maybe that's the holdup with this whole Carlson thing. We don't know what's happening there right now with him not getting traded yet, but... Yeah, I don't think the Oilers can touch Bobby Ryan at all, making $7.2 million for four more seasons. All right, Mike wants to chime in here on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Mike, you're on Oilers now. Hey, how you doing? Not bad. Hey, uh, yeah, I don't think Oilers should touch Bobby Ryan at all because that just seems like a contract that they do not need right now. Or yeah, 100%. probably get rid of Lucic with that ridiculous contract. Well, yeah, there's no way I'm throwing Bear in just to get rid of Sekera's contract when we're getting Bobby Ryan back, plus you're giving a pair. That doesn't make any sense at all. I think Sekera is a blessing in disguise. I mean, there's too many unknowns with the Oilers as is, and Sekera is an unknown. And I mean, for a 32-year-old, for the amount of points that he got when he came back, I don't think he'll ever be to the performance that he once was. And I just think that'll spare Oilers fans of saying, well, what if Sekera is this good next year? Because I uh, truthfully don't think he would have been, and if we can get past the start of the season hurdle, I think that we can get past the full defensive struggle. Yeah, I get what you're saying with Sekera, but there was always the possibility he does get back to you know his form from 16-17, and I think the Oilers were, were hoping for that. And as 
uh, a GM you obviously are hoping for that. We just never really knew as you talk about he's an unknown. But then there's all these other unknowns. So, yeah, they, they might be able to get by if everything goes right. I'm not denying that. So we'll have to wait uh, and see. Cool. But if it doesn't happen as well, I get what you're saying because then they maybe act faster on a move here, knowing that Secker is sort of done out of the picture, I guess. So maybe they make a move faster than they were last year when they were, you know, waiting and waiting to see when he comes back if he'll get back to that form, and he never did. So they always had that hope in their back pocket. Right now they know he's basically out for the year and they need to either do something now or if they are going to stay with what they have and it doesn't work, they'll likely act quicker. Absolutely. So we'll see, man. Thanks for the call, Mike. Thank you. You can chime in. uh, 780-496-0063 or text us 630-630. Lots of text messages coming in here. Who's out there that the Oilers can go get? Give me a name besides Davidson. Well, Tobias Enstrom is an option. You know what? I think I'd be okay. I, I, I think they like Davidson because, well, I don't know if they like Davidson. They've traded him two times, as Mark talked about. But I think they know what Davidson brings. So maybe that's a guy they would consider. That's why I keep bringing him up, and I like Davidson. I think he would fit in well in the room. The guys like him on the team. But the other name that's out there that's interesting is Enstrom. He's more of an unknown. And he's coming off a really bad playoffs because he was coming off an injury. But prior to that, he was serviceable. And he spent the majority of the season with the Jets playing with Dustin Bufflin. Now, did Bufflin protect him at all in a situation like that? Maybe. But he's serviceable. He's a veteran. I think he'd be okay as a third option. So that's a guy you could consider. I know he's up there in age. I think he's 32. But how much of a factor did that injury play in the playoffs for him? Or how big of a factor was that injury for him when he had to step in when the, the speed of the game was just ridiculously high in the playoffs? All of a sudden you're coming back from an injury and you're swimming out there a little bit. So there's that. But I think he might be okay. Like, that's a guy you could invite to camp on a PTO and see where he's at. I'd be open to uh, looking at Enstrom. Sabiz is out there. I don't know if I'd go after him. So, to me, Davidson or Enstrom makes sense as a PTO option. But uh, other than that, there's not a lot out there. So, we'll wait and see if they can do anything on the trade front. And as Mark was talking about earlier, perhaps somebody becomes uh, available on the waiver wire as a trading camp moves along. All right, it's 149 in Edmonton. Patrick, build a quick break here, and then we'll bring aboard Dave Campbell for an update uh, from Eskimos practice. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich with you, and we bring aboard Dave Campbell. He just uh, left Commonwealth Stadium. I believe the Eskimos likely were practicing indoors again because of uh, the smoke, but uh, Dave has an update on that and also an update maybe on the game for Saturday. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Brendan. How are you doing, man? Not bad. Um, what's it like outside? Is the uh, smoke, uh, you know, 
fading away at all? How is this going to affect uh, Saturday's game? Do we have any more information? Well, first I can tell you the Eskimos did practice outside. Oh, they um, did? Okay. When practice started, uh, the uh, air quality rating was about uh, 4 or 5, and then it kind of jumped to a 7. Uh, it was 10-plus yesterday. It was uh, We all know it was brutal. And, in fact, if the game was held on that day, there would be no game. So, um, so here's what we know about the game. The, uh, the protocol, uh, as far as the uh, league and the teams looking at the possibility of, of, I guess, monitoring more closely whether the game would be canceled or not, begins tonight. So it's, it's within 48 hours of kickoff. But really, they can't make the final call until Saturday because you have no idea what the smoke is going to do. You have no idea what the wind is going to do with that smoke. I mean, if it was like today... And, and game day was today, there would be a game today. There, there'd be no question about it. I mean, you, you can you can smell it. It's there, but it's not as evident as it was yesterday. So um, at this moment, they're, they're confident that the game will go, but really they can't make that determination until until Saturday. So um, that's that's where we sit right now. So we're in a bit of a holding pattern here, but uh, the optimism is, is so high that the, that the smoke is going to clear. Uh, and it has today, and hopefully we won't get an influx of it uh, tomorrow or Saturday, but really the final call can't be made until Saturday. Yeah, I was saying earlier I feel bad for the Eskimos a little bit, Dave, because the weather has been so poor for all these home games, and I don't know what would happen if uh, this were to get pers- postponed like when would they play the game maybe you have an answer on that but it just you feel for them because this is an august night saturday night game it'd be a great night uh to take the uh, family out or friends and go watch the game and then now there's all this uh smoke uh in the air and you're wondering what's going to happen here so you sort of hope from an eskimo standpoint from an organization standpoint they can go forward with this game but i guess what would happen uh if this game were to get postponed I think the next obvious or the next suitable day would have to be the next day. Yeah. Would be would be likely Sunday afternoon, uh, but then that might affect what would you know what would happen uh, for the Eskimos' next scheduled game in thir- on Thursday in Hamilton. Now I think it's too close for the league's liking if that scenario was to take place. Now what the Eskimos and the Tiger Cats have, uh, they have flexibility after the game on Thursday because both of them do not play until Labor Day. So could the Ticats move their game a day or two ahead? So that's that's a scenario that, that could be talked about as well. But hopefully we don't have to talk about that, and, and the game will go on Saturday. And the way it looks now, um, and it's, again, a little early to predict, but you know if, if the, uh, if the uh, air quality is like today, hopefully it improves a bit. But even if it's like today, there would still be a game on Saturday. How does this affect players like Adam Konar? I know he uh, was talking with you guys a little bit yesterday about uh, his asthma situation here. Yeah. So I guess that's another uh, thing to consider. And Mark made an interesting point uh, when he was on me with me earlier, Dave. He, he was talking about the lawyers and the agents getting involved, maybe saying, I'm not letting my player play if he has asthma, uh, yeah. even if the weather appears to be, or the uh, smoke appears to be okay. But at the same time, he's saying, no, I just don't want to risk it at all. Yeah, and that's something the Eskimos would have to consider. So perhaps they, you know, they just say to Adam Konar, "Look, I guess we can't play it today, right?" Mm. So, it, it, and you know, player safety is paramount, and we never thought we would think about air quality being a part of player safety, and it is, and it's evident now because it's it's in the it's in the front view of uh, of all of us of how this has affected uh, you know everybody in the city of Edmonton. I mean, heck, I mean, <laughs> I know I'm I'm outside for ten seconds, and then it's hard for me to breathe, right? So. Yeah. Um, and I'm coughing and croaky throat and things like that. And I don't have asthma. I don't have respiratory issues. 
But yeah, it, it is a big concern. There's no question. And that's why they moved indoors yesterday. Um, Jason Moss got the report and he said, we, we can't run outside because we can't breathe. So, you know, they have the luxury of the field house and it was good air quality in there. So, yeah, it is a concern. You know, player safety definitely is a is an issue, even with the air quality. And uh, someone like Adam Conard definitely is exhibit A. We have about a minute here, Dave, um, and it sounds like we're waiting to see who the Montreal Alouettes will have at quarterback uh, for this game because it sounds like uh, Johnny Menzel may be out with a concussion. We know Bowman will return to Edmonton uh, with yeah. Montreal, but uh, what's up at quarterback uh, with uh, the Owls here, Dave? Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to play. In, in fact, on his uh, his comeback podcast, uh, Johnny Manziel didn't say it, but whoever's hosting the, the podcast, and I've never, honestly, I've never listened to it, um, he said, well, we know you're out on Saturday. So it doesn't look like he's playing, which is a bummer for uh, a lot of people, uh, including you and I, because we were obviously looking forward to seeing Johnny Manziel here in Edmonton uh, and, and, and play some football. So it looks like it's going to be Antonio Pipkin, who, who had some experience at quarterback, very limited last year, but you know it was a, new, it was a different coaching staff, different offensive scheme. Uh, two weeks ago, he was doing nothing. Then he got the call to come back and was placed on the practice roster. Their quarterback depth is decimated. They don't have Vernon Adams available. They don't have Matthew Schiltz, who started a, a couple of games this year, or played a couple of games this year. So they're basically handing it to a raw rookie in uh, Antonio Pitkin. Well, we'll have to wait and see uh, who plays a quarterback, and we'll wait and see if there's a game uh, on Saturday. Thanks for taking some time here, Dave. And speaking of Bowman, he'll be on Inside Sports tonight quickly. Yes, he will. We're looking forward to that. And also uh, former Eskimo uh, defensive tackle, uh, Randy Spencer as well. Uh, the Blue Sisters will be in studio. And uh, Mike Morreale, former Eskimo uh, or former CFL uh, receiver and CEO of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Awesome stuff, Dave. Thanks for uh, chiming in here with an update. Thanks, Bill. That's Dave Campbell, Eskimo's radio analyst, producer of Inside Sports 157. That wraps up the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. Tomorrow... We will have uh, someone on from the sports forecaster to talk about some oiler projections. We also have Jonathan Willis, and we'll get an update out of Montreal as well on the Alouettes. That wraps up the show. Patrick, thanks for helping out today. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. The afternoon news is up next. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.